Hey guys, you're listening to uh, but hey, hey, I already can't fucking talk. This is amazing. <laughs> I've done nothing with my life. I woke up at six o'clock today. I scrambled to get all my shit together, and now I can't even fucking talk. But hey, you're listening to another edition of the Open Micers podcast, and believe it or not, we actually have our own domain now, openmikers.com. Takes you straight to our Patreon, so you have no more excuses. Like, you can just type in openmikers.com and help support this fine podcast with these fine people like me and Jason and Mr. Craig Williams. Maybe they'll, between the two of them, with your Patreon money, be able to afford a wig for at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We'll shave your back and make a uh, two wigs out of it. My back is actually more patchy than Craig's, like, actual head. <laughs> I can. But anyways, guys, go to openmikers.com. Please select a tier. It'll help us out a lot. And if you don't have any extra money, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And let's start the show. Let's do some theme music. music means that music means it's thursday night and it's time for the open micers podcast i'm jason robbins i'm jacob craig uh we got a good one tonight man i've been i've been so excited waiting for this show please tell them who it is guys this man has been doing comedy for around four months now i think maybe less than that and he is an absolute murderer he's doing shows all over the coast in mobile uh, that's where that's where he's located right now, all over the, the Gulf Coast. I took him with me to Panama City, Florida, and he even does well over there, guys. It's Mr. Craig Williams. How about that? Welcome Woo-hoo. to the show, Craig. Thanks a lot, guys. Glad to glad to be here. Um, wanted to uh, start with uh, you actually have the wrong Craig Williams. I'm Craig P. Williams. You've researched the wrong. Oh, no. I don't know how. Were you on Law and Order? Please tell I me was. yes. I was. I uh, I cameoed as Obama since that's how everybody says that I sound <laughs> all the time. Oh, poor poor Jacob, he's never gonna live that down. Uh-uh. <laughs> poor Steve Ham, he's never gonna uh, live that down. He's never gonna want to come on this show again. He's like these motherfuckers don't even know who I am. <laughs> don't even know who I am. Do you know who I am? <laughs> oh man, dude, we were just talking before before you jumped on, Craig, uh, at the the. The show we had Friday last Friday night at the Juke Joint, the the showcase we did together. I was telling Jacob, "Holy shit! I'm so glad I went on first. You went on after me. I went on first. I was like, I am so glad I don't have to follow this dude because you murdered that room. Like, and Thanks, man. if that would have been, if we would have had a camera on that shit, that could have been a Netflix special." Like, I'm just saying, we put you doing that set in front of uh, a theater of a couple thousand people, and you're a superstar. There's no doubt about it. Thanks so much, man. Like, I appreciate it. I mean, I've been learning just from you guys, from being around, like, this community. Like, it's it's so great, like, being... Well, stop uh, learning uh, from me, because you're already <laughs> better than me. <laughs> That's what I tell them, too. You've done in four months what I've been trying to do for four years. Four years ago, I said, okay, Be I funny. have a, I have a certain style of joke I want to tell, like not just you know, like line and punchline. Like I, it's actual like story jokes 
that you know have a really good punchline, you're a master of it already, and I'm scared what you're gonna do when you're four four years down the line as opposed to four months. Well, uh, yeah, thanks guys. I, I appreciate that. I'm just uh, trying to get out like everywhere I can right now. I just uh, I I'm still trying to just work through like the new things, and I, I just love the process of writing. And I guess the story part just comes from like that's who just I am as a person. Like. Like it's it's one of those things where like I had talked to people throughout the years, uh, just telling just BS stories, and they were like, "It's it's the way I talk to my family, like at dinner tables and stuff. Like it's I'd always just make up some bullshit, yeah. and then it's like, hey, well, like people will actually come listen to it. So it's it's just been a lot of fun, and like you guys have been like the greatest community to have, like uh, both Mobile and uh, like over in Ocean Springs around that area. Like you guys, you guys have been great. Like I've I never uh, joined any community as accepting because like I mean I tried to join the bloods and they were like, no, you can't be here. This is... And so I tried the West coast and they were like, no, you fuck out of here too. So like, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. A what of fun. is your writing process? What is it? What does your writing process look like? Um, for me, it's just, uh, sometimes I'll just have things that like come to me and I'll just, I go in my notes on my, on my phone and I'll just jot it down then. And then I'll kind of try to glue those together in some kind of elaborate way later on. But like, for the most part, it's just been just when COVID happened, I just was like, you know what? Like I, throughout my life, I, I had always tried, like me and my best friend, we would make just uh, YouTube videos and stuff back in the day, uh, like dog shit YouTube videos. We were just trying to, it was like at its infancy, like probably like 15 years ago. And so we've always tried like little kind of writing things things in there but this was when COVID happened that was the first time where I was like I'm going to sit down and just write and so like I just started doing like uh listing technique kind of things where like I'd, I'd be like all right I'm just going to list everything on this side that I know about this everything on this side that I know about this and just kind of make them stick together and just like studying comedy and stuff and That's like cool. I never knew that it was something I could I could kind of look into and actually learn about I thought it was like oh this is you either have it or you don't and then I found out like oh well that's something you can kind of learn and so I've been using those techniques of like finding types of comedy and then trying to uh, just experiment with those. But mostly I'll just try to do that. And then we'll come up with some bullshit story that has nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> well, one thing I did want to ask is you've been doing this, what, roughly about four months now. And uh, probably, probably like five or so. Yeah, like, four, five, six, somewhere around yeah. there. And you're already to the point, even the first time I saw you a few months ago, you don't walk up with notes. Like, I still walk up with notes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the hell you, you memorize your stuff so quickly and be that fluid. Like, you have no breaks. It's just, you walk up there and it's like a freight train for the entire time you're up there. Thanks. Uh, I mean, I just, uh, I'll mostly, it's, it's weird. Like, so I think it's because it's, I put it in a way that I can kind of remember the next thing that I'm going from, like, it's like a story and I'm like, okay, this is sort of connected to that. And it kind of sticks more, but then sometimes there's things that I put together that don't work. And I, the thing that's helped me the most, I guess, to describe like how I write is I will try to write new stuff and then I'll try to incorporate old stuff. And then sometimes I'll find myself just going on, like, I kind of leaned into my attention deficit, I guess. It's like, yeah. I use that to kind of help me write because it's like, if I just go down this path of this other thing, then not only does it help me write something, but it helps me remember it better because that's naturally where my brain wants to go. 
And so like when I'm doing that and I write that way, it just seems to stick better than if I'm like, okay, this is funny and this is funny, but I just kind of do it that way. So. so when you do write, do you force yourself to sit down, even if you don't feel like writing or uh, is it just sort of like when it hits you, you're like, all right, I'm going to write as much as I can until the next inspiration strikes. Yeah. Well, I, I first forced myself to watch BBC pornography. Like I for every time. Step one. <laughs> interracial BBC porn and that kind of <laughs> loosens you up, you know, and if you can get an SBBW involved, that's really the, the best part of the writing process. But like, yeah. no, like, but no, like every time I'll, I'll just, I, I try to set it aside like time every day that I can, like, sure there's days I can't, but yeah, regardless of if like I am in the mood to write, that's the thing that I, I always prioritize is like doing like, if I don't get to practice the set, if I don't get to, um, you know, work on like a little bit of animation or like a side project here. Um, I'll, I'll still, you know, make time to do that. Like at least like I try to shoot for at least like an hour a day to even if nothing comes, just muscle memory kind of thing. Yeah. You got anything you want to ask Jacob? You're just kind of sitting over there like a, like a lump. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't want to. Are you, are you learning? You're trying to, to copy what Craig does. Yeah, I just don't even want to talk to him. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but no, I've, I mean, I've seen your writing uh, technique, or at least a variant of it firsthand, because, I mean, we've written jokes together. I feel right. very honored, by the way, because everyone that meets you after they see you do comedy, they're like, dude, we should totally, like, go write jokes together, and you can, like, help you write your jokes, I'll help you write jokes, but we actually did it. So yeah. I feel very honored. We wrote jokes in a hotel room together. So yeah, likewise. Everyone, everyone was, should be jealous. That wasn't all we did in a hotel together. You can tell. <laughs> That's true. It really happened. That's true. We um, there there were there was you know there were only two beds. So yeah, yeah. oh damn. <laughs> but but no, it's like so. I I asked you for help uh, writing a bit with me, and I hadn't had it fleshed out at all yet. It was literally just an idea, and I started writing the bit right there and like in the middle of me writing the bit like it was like you said with your listening technique you kept throwing out like stuff that i feel like could could be the punchline of the joke but then you threw out something else that's like oh well that could also be the punchline and so you're throwing out stuff that like all of it is so good that i i don't even know where to put it because it all could be the punchline (laughs) of the joke so I do have to find, you know, somewhere to connect it all and, and put it all. See, that's kind of how me and Wally work, too. Like, when we're writing uh, stuff together, it's kind of, we just kind of, like, help, like, just kind of just throwing ideas out there, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. see what sticks the best. And sometimes we come up with such good stuff, we'll use it somewhere else. That's the cool thing about writing together. And I appreciate that Jacob said it. All of it was so good he didn't know where to put it. He, he said that in the bedroom for other <laughs> reasons as well. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate that. But no, like, like I, I feel the same way. Like working with Jacob, like he's like one of, like he's one of the people. Like I, I love like hearing from like Jacob Craig and like Ryan Adams and like Jay Green, those guys here, and Compton and Krangus. Like all these guys are like I, I I see their different writing styles and they're like so like I, I I'm like just honored to like kind of be you know thought of as like you know what the hell you're doing in this kind of thing so like it's it's really good because i really appreciate appreciate you guys stuff too like um but uh yeah like um honestly like for me it's just 
just uh, the habit of doing because I have I have like dog shit writing stuff that I haven't shown anybody that I've thrown away. And, like there's things that just don't work still too. Um, but I actually learned a lot too uh, during COVID, just watching videos and going to like subreddits and stuff because some of the listing technique stuff uh, I got from like watching some videos that Jerry Corley has out. I don't know if you guys have heard of those before, but yeah, he, he puts out a ton of like um, just comedy clinic videos and he's like, Hey, here's some, here's some stuff on like how to write. And here's some things on like crowd work and this day and different things that I could work on. But I learned a lot of just like tips from writing from there. And then uh, Gary Goldman, I don't, I don't, he has uh, like, he did like writing tips every day. Like he tweeted for a year. I think it was like Gary Goldman's writing tips every day. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I looked at a lot of those um, and then just, just watching comedy and just kind of like going out to mics and listening and, and kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's really- what, that's what pisses me off about you, Craig, because um, <laughs> you do everything the right way the first time you try to do it. And because you already understand that there's a science to comedy you're already asking everyone for advice. You're already getting advice offline. When the fuck are you going to make a mistake, man? <laughs> um, well, Katya's pregnant, so... You know. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding. She's not. She's not. She's not. <laughs> uh, that, that wouldn't be a mistake. That'd be a, that'd be a good, good thing. Uh, I, but, um, but, uh, I was no. about to say, there goes your comedy career. <laughs> yeah. yeah hey, that, that's... <laughs> I have one. Yeah, and there went your comedy career. <laughs> well, maybe my comedy career died first. But I'm glad you mentioned Katya, though, because you are dating a fellow stand-up comic. What's that dynamic like? I mean, are, do you guys write together? Or does that oh, yeah. work? Yeah, it's wonderful. Like, she's she's absolutely, like, amused, like, working together. It's like, she um, very much, like, helps me in my writing, and, like, I'll bounce ideas off her. And it's the weird thing, like the the best people to kind of like uh, like sh- get the uh, to run comedy by for me uh, in my like close group have been, of course, like her as well as like my aunt and uncle, because like I'm I'm always over the bullshit. My aunt, like the thing about that is like she's very religious, <laughs> like very and but at the same time, be like, hey, how do you like this joke about you know this uh, fucking this chipmunk or something ridiculous? And she's like, that would work. I hate it, and Jesus Christ hates it, but. You know, I kind of think it might work. So, so yeah, like Katya is, has been very, very wonderful for that, for that, and like helping, helping both of us. It's been a uh, great bouncing off one another. So I guess me and you should That's date awesome. Jacob, so we could start bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Let me tell you, it uh, a comedian's you know significant other is very important in their life for me personally what what my significant other does is like anything something good happens to me i'm like on the you know cloud nine i'm like i'm a fucking rock star like i've made it now she's like you're not jack shit jacob you need to <laughs> like that's my support system guys yeah. we, if i if i showed her a joke before i it hit the stage she'd be like Tear that out of your notebook right the fuck now. You're not funny. <laughs> that that sounds lovely. Beautiful. I love she's the love of my life. <laughs> she really is. She really is. I wow. love her so much. But I'm glad I couldn't date a stand-up comic, dude. Like I, I found like bouncing ideas off of people in, in recent memory, like you've helped me the most writing jokes, Craig, like actually flesh out a bit. But I would be like 
at uh, the juke joint or some other open mic, and I'd be talking to someone who's not even a stand-up comic, mm-hmm. but they're just funny, and we're just having a conversation, and they're, like, giving me taglines, like, out of their mouth and not even knowing it. So, like, I'm on my phone the whole time I'm talking to this person, like, writing down joke ideas because they're <laughs> funny and they don't even know it. Wow, that's awesome. Like, I, I, I feel like conversation is probably the, the best way, at least for me, to get bits. Yeah, yeah, like for me too, like just like listening to people, it's it's surprising like the kind of things that they will just tell you if you just like, you know, pay attention. But yeah, that's that's cool. Like uh yeah, cuz like you said, uh, it compared to like just working out bits with other comics, I guess, like just mm-hmm. hearing things in the real world is is pretty good. Like like the Guy Fieri thing actually, um I had never written a bit about Guy Fieri, but um yeah, it reminded me of that where you cuz I think we were um talking a little bit about the idea of doing a bit um, on that, and I will obviously give, give your give your whole thing away. But uh, yeah, that yeah, was kind of the subject matter. And I remember I'd written in uh, it was an employee review thing at work, like we have to do every year. And I was like, okay, this it's just kind of like it's going to the higher ups, and like nobody cares about like the comments you actually write on these. But it's like you have to write comments on this, and it was like dares to have fun at the workplace. And it's like I don't dare to have fun at a steel mill where I'm in a queue. Like it's not. <laughs> That's not the environment, but I was like, I will, I used like an allegory of Guy Fieri and then it got up, up the ladder and they were like, take this the hell down. Like you can't, you can't do that. So, so there, there's a time and a place for it, but it, it was fun. And, and it was because like of those instances where like I'd gotten to write uh, and just be fun in, in those environments that I was like, oh, I'm going to kind of try and do this. I just want to say right now that uh, after last Friday, your uh Chinese father uh football bit is <laughs> quite possibly the funniest damn thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. How I mean I, I was just sitting there in amazement like how do you even write a joke like this cuz it never ended. It was just punchline after punchline for like 7 minutes. So I was just, I don't even know how to even construct something like that. Well, uh, for me, you got to have a deep-seated hatred of the Chinese, really. You've got to. <laughs> not, like, like I, I just, uh, any time uh, I've even went to a buffet, like, but no, like, um, <laughs> yeah, that just came from, like, I don't remember, honestly. That was one of those things where it was just, uh, I was, I really wanted to kind of write something on race. and. Uh, or, or that's what it came from. Like I was trying to um, write uh, the whole like uh, I think I opened it up with talking about like how my my I'm half black and like so the idea of like having an absent father who's black like and people are like sometimes like oh that's taboo when it's like oh, it happens all the time. It's not like a racist thing. It's just like it's an observation. That guy's dad is black and gone. Like that's that happens. Well, yeah, it's that's what like, I was gonna tell our listeners. Yeah. Anybody that can't see you right now is listening and not watching. You are half black, so you're you're at least half allowed yeah. to be racist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> because of the white part. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've had people tell me after the shows they were like, I didn't know that the light the light was hitting you in a certain kind of way that you know I thought you know you get in trouble with the TSA, not with uh, with these certain situations. So like it depends, uh, like, but um, yeah, like I was I was kind of writing that as just a sort of like a tagline for like, oh, you know, you wouldn't think you know if he was a he were running back, he'd be Chinese. And then from there, I was like, well, what things, 
would a Chinese running back do? And then it just came from, from that. Um, and I was just trying to throw in every stereotype that I could. So. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish I just yeah, wish I, mean, I could write a joke like that. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, when Thanks. you're, when you're writing jokes, uh, taboo racial stereotypes are a fantastic place to start. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly my thought. I, I'm just so surprised that you guys really like that. Cause I really appreciate it because I was like, I don't know if this is like, I mean, this is either going to sound really bad uh, or, or not, but like it, it went over really well. I'm just so thankful. <laughs> but dude, you wrote it in a way to where it's not, it, it's racist, but it's not. Like even Chinese people would be laughing their ass off at it. It's just, it's it's a, a a master class in how to write jokes about race and be funny but not offensive. Like be offensive but not o- offensive. You know, right? Like I I just don't get it. Like how the fuck did he write this joke? How is he so good at like five months? I'm so jealous. I'm angry. I'm here to have you on the show to tell you I'm angry at you. <laughs> So I'm angry. also angry at you. No, yeah. no one cares about what I feel. But <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, not even your significant other. Like that, apparently, that's <laughs> just nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm gonna kill myself after this wraps. But oh. uh, um, so who? Because you said you said before that you've been you know a fan of comedy and studying comedy. Like, who is your like comedy? hero right now like who who do you look at and kind of say like i want to be him eventually or like i want to base my style off of this person like is there anyone like that uh pete holmes is a guy i really really enjoy yeah like i love pete holmes yeah um and so much of that is because like of his background like that whole like religious upbringing and that kind of thing like uh, that was totally me and so it's so relatable and like seeing him like come from that and do that that's uh, he is one of my favorites, and uh, also Tom Segura, um, Louis C.K. Like I'm, I'm just jacking off in front of everybody I can. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. We shared a hotel room together. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I got really excited about writing those bits. Um, but yeah, Louis C.K. Uh, Kurt Metzger is another big one um, that I'm a huge fan of, um, and Patton Oswalt. Those are probably like that's. That's oh, yeah. my it's my Mount Rushmore. It's it's more than his own Mount Rushmore, but those are certainly. But at the top right now, is got to be Pete Holmes. Yeah. So what's your plan though? Like what's like not really your end goal, but what what's kind of like your your if you had a vision board in front of you, like what are your uh you know milestones that you want to hit as a comedian? Like what what do you want to get to? Um, like for me, it's just like I honestly. I would love to do comedy. I'd love to do stand up regularly and I like, have that be the thing that I do. And I, I, I work, you know, a job like uh, if, if I could just like make it in stand up in whatever, like even if it weren't just stand up, but like in comedy in general and get into that realm, like I would be, I would be happy. Like I'm even happy now just like being a part of the scene, but the end game for me would look like, okay, well, you know, you're, doing comedy for a living period. Like if that meant doing stand-up, if that meant writing, if that meant animating, like I just, I just love uh, comedy as an art form. Um, yeah. So like it's primarily, I, w- I would love to do stand-up, but it's like if, you, if it weren't that and it were another form, they're like, hey, we just want you to write or hey, can you write for this series or animate this? I'd be like, yeah. yeah. 
see that's like when I first started out like I I always just wanted to be a writer like I wanted to be in a writing room and writing for either like movies or television shows whatever but then I got that taste of being on the stage and that rush you get when you get when you have people laughing and I'm like man I think I like this better yeah and everything was going fantastic until COVID hit. And then it's like everything just ground to a halt. And um, the, I really miss those days of everybody. Like when we used to do or like Jacob back when we used to do the, the Kraken before everything closed down, like we would, after the, the sets, we would all just sit around a table and just write jokes together and just yeah. hang out and say, and like, I miss that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, that would be that would be awesome for me. Like I, I just I came like right after the lockdown of the pandemic and stuff. So I like never got to see that. But like just that yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I came right after you joined the Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna write right after this. And as I've said, I you know, the S B B D B B C for yeah, all that. <laughs> that is um that's a lot of letters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's pretty bad when porn, there's so much porn, they have to resort to just letters. <laughs> yeah, just the NATO alphabet. <laughs> Got that fox crot, Romeo. Oh, man. Oh, the, and, you know, I, I am so jealous, and I, I just want to say that when the pandemic's over, I really think you need to, like, don't get me wrong, I think this area is going to blow up big as far as comedy because we have so mm -hmm. many funny people here. But I really do think you need to to go to the bigger cities and see what you can do. Go to L.A., uh, go to Denver. Denver's becoming a big uh, comedy place now. You know, go to New York because I, you have, you just have this way about you when you're on stage that's just, you're instantly likable, you're funny as shit and you leave the stage just like people are hurting they're laughing so hard so uh, you have my <laughs> utmost confidence and i will i will put my stamp on this episode here that if you don't have a netflix episode within the next three to four years i'm gonna eat my shoes wow man <laughs> thanks so much <laughs> what's funny is you said the same thing about me like Two years ago, so I only have three years <laughs> to not be a disappointment in your eyes. Yeah, but you all, yeah, but you have that missing year though. Like I consider the pandemic to just be a reset year for everybody. I guess so. I I was actually able to stay pretty active during the pandemic though. Yeah, but it because... wasn't like it could have been. Like we had, That's we were going to go to Arizona. We were we could have traveled all over the place. I mean, me and you were getting gigs all over the place, and we were traveling together. And then everything just ground to a halt. And it was like, well, there goes all that momentum. And, like, and you know, during the pandemic, you know, nobody's getting together. And, like, having those writing sessions and stuff that we were all doing. And, like, I just, I want that feeling of, like, that camaraderie of just, like, a table full of comedians going, hey, what do you think about this? And, like, you get three or four perspectives on the same joke. And it's kind of like you take the best of what everybody thinks and it's that's how you become good you know just like talking with everybody and i miss that so much yeah well you're yeah. old yeah <laughs> <laughs>
I didn't mean to bring the show to a halt. I just, you know, I, I really yeah, can't Yeah, you, you wait. made things so sad, man. It's like, I really, oh, I want to go I outside. I can't wait for the pandemic to be over with because I want to travel with you guys. Like, I want to go have a horrible set with Craig Williams in Panama City. Like, like we did, you That's know, me true. and you did. Like, there's nothing better than having a shitty set to make jokes about for, like, the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> the good that thing about the... True. I was just going to say, the good thing about the pandemic, though, is like uh, if it did set Jacob back from getting his Netflix special like, and he does end up having to eat his shoes, he could potentially lose his feet diabetes before yeah, true. that happens. And so, you know, maybe not have shoes. Yeah. You know what? That's overall, that's my end goal in life is to just lose my feet. <laughs> uh, I want to follow in my family's footsteps or lack thereof. Well, I already told mm-hmm. you, I'll give you one of my kidneys. The left one is the bad one, the one that gets on all the stones. You can have that one. Yeah, but like, you got really used car salesman with that, though. It's like, you slapped your kidneys like, man, this bad boy can fit so many stones. In it. <laughs> oh, man. You, but I'm but, serious. You can have the bad one. I don't, I don't need it. I'll take it out. Like, as soon as you need it, be like, here you go. You know what, I might take you up on that, or I might just die. Yeah. Did, did you know you could get, like, a kidney ring, like, an organ donor ring thing? It's like a promise ring for an organ. I didn't know that until the other day, too, apparently. What in the astrological fuckery is that? Right. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on TLC on the, on the show Smothered. So TLC is mostly astrological fuckery. Like, that's, like, all of their shows. <laughs> yeah, but, it is, actually. But yeah, like it was like the show called Smothered, which is is great. Um, and it's not about Waffle House. It's about um, this, like these ladies who are like really close to their mom. So it's like smothered. And like, there's this one lady who uh, like her mom will take a bath and then like she will bathe in that bath water. And then like this. So there was another lady who's like, here is this ring for like, like mom. So you can have my kidney. I know you might, you know, in case you just need it or anything like that. It's, it's just crazy, people. It's just, it's insanity. I cannot recommend it enough. That, Love After Lockup, is a good one, too, where it's just, like, uh, these, uh, these people um, marrying people in prison and stuff. That's a, that's a big one. But, yeah, I've just been uh, TLC garbage. And also, being from Van Cleef, another one to recommend on HBO. Uh, this, is, this is all right. I just watch garbage and <laughs> just, like, have yeah. garbage in my brain. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Myth Storm, that's, that's a great documentary. Oh, no, yeah. that was loosely based on my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like a, it's just like Jacob Craig's Family Reunion on HBO. It's... Yeah, but you can take one look at Jacob and know he doesn't do math. I mean, look at that face. <laughs> he's, still got his, yeah. he's still got all his teeth. I, I just sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it. high in your own supply, baby. Yeah, he, <laughs> he makes it. He makes it, sells it, you know. But we, we got time. the seven-minute timer on Zoom here. So, Craig, we have, we have seven minutes left. What, what do you want to tell the people? Do you want to talk about some of the shows you have coming up? You want to you wanna boost your social media presence? What do you want to uh, do, man? Sure. I, I've got to actually, I just got a social media presence. So, um, yeah, that's, I don't have a comedy page, but I'll be setting that, setting that up, I suppose, one time. That, um, so, yeah, you can um, see me. Uh, Actually, Saturday at the uh, the Touch Biloxi show with with you, um, and uh, I believe it's uh, Patty's going to be on that show as well. Um, 
Yeah, if you're listening to this Saturday morning, it's it's tonight, and uh, at Deluxe in Biloxi. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the one I got upcoming. Uh, also, I'm going to be in the, the my first ever roast battle. So if you guys have any dirt on anybody, want to want to toss my way. Who are you just, going up against first? Uh, who is it first for me? Um, I'm trying to recall who was it on the bracket. I, oh, Zach. Zach is the first person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Easy work. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Perkins, dude. Yeah. Everything Fuck you know about that Zach. Guy, am I right? <laughs> yeah, you just a, have to look at him. I'll be a part mm-hmm. of the roast battle again this year. I don't get to be I don't get to sit back and be a judge this time. I actually have to uh, work and do, write some jokes. But yeah, the, that's uh those are are the main things coming up. Um just uh I uh I would say follow me on social media, but I haven't really established a presence there, but you can kind of I mean, just I'm Craig Williams on social media. I, I will, I'm kind of working at that and sort of learning at that. I'm so early in this that, uh, you know, that I got to focus more on right now to kind of kind of spread things out. And that one's kind of as I am writing and stuff, that one's kind of went by the wayside. It's not a it's not a good thing, but it'll, you need a it'll Twitter. You need a Twitter. I do. I do. I will. I'll I will take that advice. Uh, Craig, I think we there. should start a podcast together. <laughs> we should do it. We should do it. <laughs> Fine. I'll leave. Yeah. We'll call it Mopin Mopin Micers. I think so. It has a nice ring to it. It's uh, yeah. Our first guest will be uh, probably uh, Steve Ham. I'll do the research. It'll be the other Steve Ham. Yeah, we could call it. Oh yeah, the other Steve Ham. If it's the three of us, we could call it Three Fourths White. That could work. That could could be. That could be cool. (laughs) Or or we could call it One Third Hair. Or you could just have (laughs) that. That could work, yeah. <laughs> just the recession with Obama. Not that recession, not that. It's not actually Obama. It's <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. But you guys could just sit to the right of me. You know, you go, like, white is right, because they're over there, right? They're on the right side, and they're like, you can't see them. It just sounds like neo-Nazi propaganda. Um, <laughs> but it could be a fun a- time. We can't make jokes about that here because of Jason's haircut. That is true. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one day you're gonna go bald too, kid. You watch. You watch. I'm gonna be dead before I'm bald. <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> Have you seen how I eat? Yeah. Well, boy, I ain't making it. <laughs> you know, eat something green occasionally. You know, something that uh, comes boogers. off. <laughs> something that comes out of the ground <laughs> or off off a plant. You know, something. Just. Green Jello, that could that could work. Well, it's it's sweet. hell yeah. Just start there, yeah. Any <laughs> color you want, yeah. You know, dude, did you know that Green Jello is the food that's closest to the human brain? Mm. I did not. Yeah, they, you can put neurons in Green Jello, and it will retain information like the brain does. Sweet. So when you're eating Green Jello, you're basically a fucking zombie. That's pretty nice. I I, awesome. I I had no idea about that. That's, I think uh, if I'm Jacob actually ate a salad, his body would go into to, uh, shock, I think. Because <laughs> it wouldn't know what to salad? do with it. Like, what is fiber? <laughs> Your shit's come out with a hard candy shell. Maybe just what? like a, a carrot every now I knew you were hating on carrots the other day. We were discussing vegetables, and you were like, just fuck carrots. Like, I'll have nothing to do with it. Like, just... That does sound like me, yeah. I, I do believe I said... I will go on record and saying "fuck carrot." <laughs> so, sometimes literally. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, eggplants work, but uh, carrots can can't get the job done. So um, I mean, you know, Jacob, like most people, have shit that has corn in it. Uh, Jacob's shit is just full on corn. <laughs> it's just a, a cob that just falls what? right out. <laughs> what does this mean? Entire piece of maize. It's like that. It's a, like a Native American can de- determine the way Some the wind people call it shit. It turns. <laughs> Native, the natives call it maize. We don't even know what we're talking about. I anymore. don't know. It's time for us to go. We got less than a minute. Yeah, just everybody buy a Dogecoin. That's uh, that's yeah. the last thing I want to throw in there. Yeah, cryptocurrency. <laughs> Craig, thanks for coming on, man. This is awesome. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah, me too. This was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, Tuesday night, I want to get with you because I actually have a joke that uh, I've been working on for about a week, and I I need mm-hmm. help coming up with a good punchline. And uh, I don't want to talk man. to Jacob because he's a. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he does. He does very well in the yeah. hotel. Like, I, I mean, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jacob, anything you want to say before we get out of here tonight? Uh, just a final reminder that this Saturday at 8.30 p.m. at B-Lux, the Biloxi's hottest, newest nightclub on the coast, that is B-Lux, you can come see the fifth annual Touch Biloxi birthday extravaganza. See me, Jason Robbins, Craig Williams, Patty Dwyer, Touch Biloxi, the real TNT, Zachary Perkins, green mantles so many amazing acts absolutely free so please come out to Belux, support local comedy and music we'll yeah and go to openmikers.com that takes you right to our patreon page help support the show keep us keep us alive keep the keep the lights on and also uh you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com and at openmikers on twitter and openmikerspodcast on facebook and we will see you next thursday